0: I'd like to, uh, I'd like to look at Lot. I mean, not literally, but uh, to think about it. I mean, on the one hand, he's uh, he's kind of an interruption because he comes and then he's gone, and he doesn't leave. He doesn't leave a Roshim. It's a kabbalistic word. The Kabbalists love that word. Rosham, a rosham is an imprint. Like even after you leave, you could leave a roshim. People say, we're the children of, or we remember our grandfather or great-grandfather. But you don't say that about Lot. Nobody calls their child Lot. I mean, Lot's gone. He's come and he's gone. Now, Lot, uh, uh, in the parasha of Lech Lecha, there are two parts. In the first part, Lot... Interacts with Avram Avinu, Lot and Avram Avinu. In fact, that's the uh, that, that's the story. The story is how do they get along? What do they do? Right. The second part of the story in Lech Lecho is the story of stone. You know, Lot moves the stone, and then he becomes embroiled in a uh, in a, a an argument with angels, and then with the people who live in, in Sodom. So, in the first part, Lot doesn't come off so well. I mean, he doesn't get it. Lot doesn't get it. Or as he doesn't get it, he doesn't get who Abraham Avinu is, and where he should be. In the second part of the story, the story of Sodom, I would say that Lot comes over a little better. I mean, after all, he he tries to negotiate with the people in Sodom, offers them his daughters. I mean, maybe that's not such a great thing, but his uh, he he wanted to make some sort of peace uh, to avoid attacking his guests. And then you know, so it seems that that lot comes off a bit better, but then he disappears. Disappears with the story in the Chumash. He's no longer no longer uh, part of the record. So, if we go over a few of the sources, a few of the sources of P'sukim uh, uh, that have to do with uh, with Lot, we start from the end of of of, of Noach. Eilatoldo Terach. Terach is a bad guy. He's also somebody who didn't get it, you know. He grew up selling idols. Well, that's all right, you know. The Jews always were interested in earning a living, and if you could learn to earn a living by, but he didn't get what he didn't get was that that uh, Abraham was special. Terach never got that, and the the way it's reported to us by Chazal, uh, Terach. Argued with Abraham. He was unhappy with Abraham. He lost out on his idolatry business. I mean, it's not easy to sell idols if they're all smashed up. So, at any event, the Posek says, These are the generations of Terach. Terach holidit Abraham at Nachorv at Haran. The Haran lot. So, 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 Terah had, had uh, Abraham was a son, and Nahor was a son, and Haran was a son. Haran died, and then that left Lot. Right? Haran died, and that left Lot. Then it says, Bayamot Haran, of Terah Chaviv. Haran died, so it says <laughs> in the Pasuk, Alpenei Terah Chaviv, Beres you have to remember, Ur-Kastim is deep Bavel, Babylonia, right way to the east of Eretz Yisrael. Okay. So they took, they took wives, the two remaining brothers. And uh, and as a result or maybe in preparation, pasuk lamed, but he Sarai Sarai in Lavalat, Sarah had no children. Pasuk lamed Aleph Veikach Terachet Abraham Beno, but Lot Ben Haran Ben Beno V'et Sarai Kalato, Eishet Abraham Beno I, mean, I think that, that it's important to remember, it's important to remember that the idea of the family going to Eretz Kinnan, like somebody asked that question in a quiz, like who was the one who wanted to bring the family to Eretz Kenan? The correct answer is Terach. The correct title? is what it says in the Pasuk. If you look again, Pasuk labad Aleph, vaykach Terach, right? And there it lists all the people who went, Vayetzu Itam Me'ur Kastim, they left the place called Ur Kastim, Lalechet Arca in order to get to Canaan. Vayavo Ad Haran. Bayesh Yeshu Shav Charan is a, a place, a Babylonian place with a lot of traffic. There's a lot of traders who went by, and it was a place where you could, you know, you go to the uh, the local inn and you could stay over. But the first leg of the journey from Ur Kasdim to from Ur Kasdim to Charan was directed by Terach. Was directed by Terach. It's very important. I think it's important to remember. Now, if you look at the Rashi, it says that Haran died out today, Terach Aviv. Bechaye Aviv, Rashi says. Medrash Agada. Medrash Agada. Rashi quotes something which you can't derive from the words of the Pasuk, but he feels... That if you're just trying to figure out what's going on, that this medrash is helpful, right? The medrash medrash as opposed to pshat, right? Those are words that Rashi uses, especially in Breshit. Especially Breshit because Breshit has stories, whereas uh, the rest of the Torah well, we also have stories, but you have also halachic material, halachic material. Is, is considered to kind of connect to the pshat somehow. So that if, if the halachic material is, uh, it says in the pasuk, ayin and chazal say, well, that's mammon, Right, so for Rashi, that's pshat. It doesn't bother Rashi, that it doesn't fit in with the words. Because there's a clear tradition that tells us what the words mean what the words really mean, If we're talking about Agadita, a non-halachic material, then that tradition doesn't really exist. So Rashi can quote it or not quote it as he wishes. (laughs) Medrash Agaday, yeshomrim, sha'al yidei aviv meit, that alpinei terach, somehow means through the agency of terach. Terach was responsible. He was responsible for the death of his son, Terach to kaval al Nimrod al et So Terach complained to Nimrod. Nimrod is a big, strong king who could do whatever he wants, because that's how it was with kings. So Terach went to Nimrod and told Nimrod that, that Avram was like a strange bird, and he would, had broken up all the idols in the idol store. And so, Aran, <coughs> Yoshev, uh, I'm sorry, and then, He shlicho ha'esh. Uh, Nimrod threw Abraham into the fiery furnace, v'haran yosheva omeh and Haran was sitting there, watching this all going on. He didn't try to save Avraham. <speaking in Hebrew> he says, I'll, I'll just wait to see who wins, and I'll become a fan of the winner. If Avram wins, I'll go with him. If Nimrod wins, I'll go with him. <speaking in Hebrew> And when Abram was saved, he went into this fiery furnace, but he got out. right? So he was protected. He was protected. Michel Miata, they said to him, Who, who, are, you, who are you with? Right? Whose team are you supporting? So he said, Amalahem uh, Haran, Michel Abram. And he said, Of course, I'm with the winning team. I'm not going to go with the loser. I'm with, uh, with Abram. So they threw him into the furnace. In other words, the correct answer was Nimrod. Even if the king doesn't work out so well for the king, but the king is always right. So Haran got the wrong answer. that's a story in itself. that's a story in itself. And that's why it's called Ur Kastim. Ur means a fire, I guess, like the Hebrew word or, Even though it's written in the Chumash, it's written Ur. And Kastim is the name of the country. Ur Kastim, it was a fire that took place in Kastim. And that fire that took place in Kastim <coughs> was the cause of the death of, of Haran. But it also seems to be the first time that Avraham Avinu publicly stated his case, right? He said God created the world. That's what got him into. That's what got him into trouble. So then, uh, just to finish off, Menachem Ben Saruk, Piresh Ur, Bika, Menachem Ben Saruk. Those of you who live in Yerushalayim. Even if you live in Rechavia, you might know that there is a street called Menachem Ben Saruk Street. No, you don't know that? Weird, weird. Take my word for it. <laughs> it's a little street. It's um, Rechov Aza. It's like a turnoff. You could make a U turn from Rechov Aza onto Menachem Ben Saruk. I think it's legitimate. <laughs> the only it's it's like not a right turn; it's a U turn. But it's not a U-turn on the same street. This is a U-turn from one street to another. So there was a time when people knew who Menachem ben Saruk was. And one of the people who knew Menachem ben Saruk was Rashi. And according to the tradition, Rashi had, he was to keep Menachem's book on his desk while he was writing his commentary. The book that he wrote is called Machberet Menachem. A Machberet is a book, right? And Menachem, what's his name? And what it is, the book, that book is the heart a dictionary. It's a biblical dictionary. And Rashi used it in his own his own work. And sometimes he quotes Menachem, and sometimes he doesn't quote Menachem. But you know, everybody knows that Rashi knew about Menachem. Do we have that book today? What? Do we have that book today? Who's we? Uh, is it you know? Oh, in the think, world. The, the world have that. I don't yes. mean me or you personally. They do. They do. Of course. Of course. Menachem ben Saruk Pirish Ur Bikai. You know, it the word in the Chumash is Ur, not Or, light. But or some other kind of some other word, according to Menachem, it's a word that means a valley, a, a, a depressed part of the geography. Right? It says Bika, it's, Pirish or Bika, and then he gives us several other psukim, and that's his. Uh, uh, that's his. Uh, I, in, in other words, according to Menachem Ben Saruk, it's really the name of a place. It took play, play This event. With Nimrod and and, and uh, Avram and it took place in a place called Ur Kasdim, right? Which is different than the other commentary, the Medrash Agada, that says that Ur kastim is the memory of what happened to Avram to Horon to uh, uh, to Nimrod at a certain point in uh, in Jewish history. Okay? Okay. So, one thing if I ask you, well, what about Lot? What about Lot in this section that we just learned? Well, actually, Lot doesn't really exist. He's somebody's nephew. He's somebody else's grandson. He goes along with the group. I mean, literally, he doesn't have an existence, a personality. He didn't say anything. Right, that's how we are introduced to Lot. They're very often, very often, the way in, uh, you know, the, in, in in literature or in in the way the Torah will write about people, if they don't have any personality at the <coughs> outset, if they're not there for a particular reason, right, then they're never going to have much to say or much to do. Now, in fact. In fact, Lot is going to discover that he has an opportunity. That yes, he's going to discover that he has an opportunity. If you look at the second, uh, at the second uh, source on the page here, this is already our parsha. the second source of our parsha, Perak Bet, Pasuk Dalit. God told Abram to go to Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. I told you that, whose idea was it? I told you, the post-success, whose idea was it that, that they should go to Canaan, Terah's idea. Right? But the finishing of it was Avram. Avram actually got to Canaan with his family. Now, what's so important about that? Or is it important? Is it important at all? So, so I think I think that you see, you see like a, a, an event which would, was uh, uh, generated by Terach, who was certainly not connected to God in any way, could turn into a mitzvah if God commanded it. And that's something that became part of the Jewish way of looking at things. And the Jews do things that other people do but they do them as mitzvot they do them as mitzvot so he would say you see what did Avram do he did what God told him to do but what did God tell him to do to go to Eretz And if God had not said a word said anything to Avram he might have gone to Eretz Kanaan anyway fulfilling his father's uh, uh, his father's original original plan so here we are that's why Yelech Abraham Abraham called the pair love the Lot and Yelech it Lot And Lot was kind of dragged along with him Abraham remained for 20 years in the hill How a lot is still non a non-existent personality But Yelech it to Lot he was like he was worth an honorable mention. But nothing else. I mean he didn't have an opinion, he didn't state a case, he was not part of Avram Avinu's master plan, whatever that might have been. Pasuk hei. Again, Lot Ben Achiv. He's still being identified as he related to somebody else. He doesn't have his own, you know, <coughs> could you just say Lot? That's nothing. Lot ben Achiv. Bet kol They took all these people with them. The nefeshah she'asu b'charan. The souls that they made. In haran. Remember haran? They went from Ur Kastim no, okay. to haran to Canaan. That's how, that's how they went. Now if you look at uh, <coughs> okay, you remember the Rashi, the first Rashi there, pasukchet asher subecharan, echmi san tachad kadfei ashechina, echmi san kadfei He put all these. He brought these people closer to the Shechina. Avraham megayeret anashim. Sarah suddenly Sarah exists. Right? She's doing something. What about Lot? What's he doing? Abraham is Megayer. That's an act of, of confidence, uh, a person who's able to explain his position. And Sarah did the same thing, according to Rashi. Right? And that's why the Torah uses the verb Asa, which is to make something. right? In fact, as I have mentioned uh, in the past, Asa, that Hebrew verb, is one of the verbs of creation. Aleph, Bet, Yud, Ayin. The Ayin is Asa. Sometimes God Asa, something in the world. And so here, if the Torah says that Avram and Sarah Asher asu There's something about recreating. They're recreating all these people. All these people will become gerim uh, and join join the with the idea, right? The, 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 join the idea. Then Rashi says Remember before he said madrasha Gada? Now he says the mikra. What to like? Deal with the words. I want to deal with the words mikra avadim u shvachot we're talking about slaves and female slaves that kanulahem that became part of their, their world kimo, etc, etc ok that uh, now up to the, in, in other words the word asu the word asu has like a fantastic interpretation at the beginning to create to make to create the people to create the people who are who are becoming uh, uh... who are joining up right and the pshat is pshat is like you make something it belongs to you like so they had slaves and they had uh... that's, that's, what, that's how rashi rashi says it now there's a, we'll just deviate a little bit right and look at the meshech Chochma, right meshech Chochma, you remember Ramea Simcha Hakohen, who lived in a town called Dvinsk. Look how called Dvinsk it wasn't such a town; it was a big, big city. And there were two great rabbanim who were in that city. Beya Simcha. <coughs> he was he was the sort of the the Misnagid, Rav, of Dvinsk, and the Hasidic Rav of Dvinsk was the Ragachova. So yeah, it's interesting, you had two of these giants, you know, people who, who knew everything about everything and they're in the same town. They're in the same town and you could, you know, if you lived there, you could have a choice. You could go here, one is this shul, the other Shabbos that shul. It's really something compared to the, sometimes the, well, we see the lack of choice that we have today. Imagine Rabbi Simcha and, uh, and uh, the Ragat did they have contact with each other? I suppose. I don't know. They were both learning all the time. I don't know if they had contact. <laughs> where was Twinsk? I don't, I don't know that. Twinsk was, in Poland or? Twinsk was in Poland? where? was? In Poland? Where? I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes, I think it was in the Ukraine, but I'm not, I'm really not sure. i take it out of the recording. <laughs> I said, I think it was in Ukraine, but I don't know where Ukraine is either, you know, it kept, everything kept moving around. What is the changing? borders were moving all the time, so uh, I'm not really so sure. Oh, I see, are you going to look it up? You're going to Google Dvinsk? Oh, what a mistake. No, I made this it. mistake. I should have said right away, Google it. You know. New? No? We're waiting anxiously. It's between Rokazdim and Latvia. Latvia. The, you know, <laughs> he says Latvia. Latvia. Where? Latvia. Latvia. Oh, you see, Ukraine. I was right. I mean, Latvia is okay. It's the same thing. It's the same Latvia. You know, the ragachava the Ragatshava was a chavrusa. Ragachava was a chavrusa by postcards, of the Labavitcher Rebbe. I don't know if they saw each other, but they used to write postcards to each other. Uh, you, you know what a postcard is? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. So they used to write postcards, but postcards are pretty small. So you have to write whatever you want to say on a postcard. Then you have to write it small. But besides that, what they did, each of them, was they just wrote the, the, the first letter of the word like an abbreviation. The whole thing was just one long abbreviation because we have that, not we, but somebody has these postcards. And and they, they would write to each other just letters and they understood exactly what they were supposed to be doing. So the Lovatshu Rebbe was much younger than the Raghatshava. And he was his, his Talmud. He was a Talmud. And not only him, he had other great... Uh, Talmudin Rabzevin, if you know that name, he also a Talmud of the Ragacheva. He, he was actually in Dvinsk, and he learned, he learned with him, learned with him there. And he was a Lubavitcher. He, the, the Ragacheva, was a Lubavitcher. And so they had this, they had a connection. And, and, and the, the Rebbe was not a Rebbe, but he was, his name was Shnears. Which is almost good enough. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> okay. So that's look at, So I was telling... What, what was I said talking about? Meshach. Rabea Simcha, right? So Mea Simcha was a rov in Dvinsk and wrote uh, important... Uh, he wrote an important uh, book on the Rambam. Very good. Very clear. Very, everything is very reasonable. And, uh, and he also wrote a book on Chumash. And this is a piece of what he wrote in his commentary on this posuk. On this posuk, posuk Vayelech Ito Lot. Okay. Vayelech Ito Lot. You see, it's in the pasuk breishit yud bet pasuk dalit. You see it there. Vayelech avram kashet debeelav hashem. Vayelech itol lot. So we thought that that meant that lot was not a really uh, a very important personality. So look at the, what the meshech says. Kodem biatol eretz yisrael hayalo lot chave rea. Before they came to Eretz Israel, Lot and Avraham had a good relationship. They were like friends. Ach, brother, Rea, friends. Lot, achabev, Reah. lekach katuv, ito. Vayelich, ito, Lot. That's a word of connection, according to the Meshechochma. With him. He was with him. You know, so like if Avraham needed, Needed a cup of tea, so Lot would go and get him a cup of tea. He was Ito. He was with him. After they were in Eretz Israel and, and uh, he saw God twice. Right? If you look at Parak Yud Bet Pasuk Dalet, the first the same Pasuk that we were looking at, what does it say? So this happened twice according to the Meshach Chokmah that God spoke directly in Eretz Yisrael to Eretz kedad to Avram Avinu. K'Shayu Eretz Yisrael the second line in the Meshach Chokmah So it must be that Avram Avinu, I mean, this is the experience of direct conversation with a Kaddish Baruch creates creates kedusha excessive sanctity or holiness. Ad ki ha So as a result, Lot kind of was found himself distant. He looked at Avram Avinu, and he said. I'm not like that. I'm not able to to do that or to be that way. He says, and that later on, you know, that uh, oh, not so much later on, but that Avram went to Mitzrayim. You know, there was a famine, and he went to uh, to Mitzrayim Velotimo. Because, because Lot's opinion or his relationship to Avraham didn't change according to the Meshachah. He was still an Achvareya, like a friendly, friendly, brotherly. He didn't see that Avraham Avinu had changed, that there was something new about Avraham Avinu that he should have been able to to relate to the Abraham, to become this this a, a, extraordinary personality, I'm back in the Meshech Chochma, the Rak Lot mitzad bechinato halach ito kichavev reya veLachach nehemar veGamle Lot haolecher to Abraham. It says again, Lot went with Abraham. Lot went with Abraham. So the Meshach Chochma, I think, gets it. He gets it. He says, beforehand, Avraham Avinu was considered by Lot to be kind of regular, a regular person. He was friendly with him, but he didn't see the extraordinary nature of, of Avram Avinu. He didn't get that, that there was something extraordinary about him. But after God spoke to Avram Avinu, he should have understood. But he didn't. So the thing that we learn about Lot is that given the opportunity, he didn't get it. Lot didn't get it, and that's why the next section is so important. In Peret Yud Gimel, starting from Pasuk Zayin. It says, ben Abraham, ben Lot, there was a, a a fight that went on between the shepherds of Lot and the shepherds of Abraham. But the Torah doesn't tell you what the fight was about, because it's not important. It was not about anything important. It was about something that didn't mean anything. It was not not a real kind of uh, fight. So now if you look at the Rashi, (laughs) right, (laughs) he reads, What happened was that the shepherds, the loth shepherds, were bad guys, and they would graze their sheep in other people's fields. It's cheaper, cheaper that way. Avram, uh, al and the the shepherds, the Avraham shepherds, would would uh, would tell them that you can't do that. You're stealing. You're stealing the the grazing land from the people who own them. your uh, show I'm sorry. below ein listen to this Rashi this is the Rashi they say well this whole country belongs to Abraham is that what God said God said to Abraham you'll have a a, a lot of progeny and you'll also get the land you'll get the land of, of Canaan and so he says, Velo Ain Yoresh. Velote show." And Lot this is his interit, is inheritor. The And therefore, because you have this kind of notion of ownership, right? Which is probably not exactly correct, but there's a notion of ownership that the Lot people had. Therefore, it's not stealing. He didn't steal because it's going to be his at the end of the day. And Avram had not yet inherited the land of, of Israel. So here we have the beginning of the subtext. Like, what was it? What did? What was it that Lot? understood about the situation that he was in. What did Lot understand? He understood that he was a possible inheritor, that if he played it right, he would inherit whatever Avraham had. And even though even though what Avraham had he hadn't really gotten yet, it was good enough it was good enough for Lot. And the second pasuk say, pasuk teit, "Vayomer Avraham elot al mati himeri v'beini v'nech." Let's not fight v'enro aye v'enro echa between your shepherds and my shepherds. Ki anashim achim anachlu. After all, we're brothers. Pasuk teit halov chala aretz efanecha. He paraid me alai imes minave mina v'mymin ba'smeira. So let's divide it up. You take one side, I'll take the other side. Let's not let's not fight. So Lot Lot says, wow, even though Avram has not yet inherited the land of Canaan, all he has is a promise to inherit the land of Canaan. And he's offering me, he's offering me an advance on my inheritance. He's offering me so that my What he's actually saying, Avram is actually saying, is that my shepherds who say that it's not stealing because I'm going to inherit, here's proof that they're right. They're right because Avram himself is going to offer offer me, offer me the land. Right? Yes. So, so the story, I mean, This is more or less the end of the story. Avraham and Lot split up. Lot does not understand the nature of a relationship with Avraham Avinu. This gives birth to the idea that Avraham Avinu and Sarah had, that they had to have a child in order to maintain, in order to maintain the community. The future of Am Yisrael depended on being able to pass the ideas down to the next generation. And that could only happen if they had their own child because they failed. They failed with, uh, uh, with Lot. The second person who was a candidate, the second person who was a candidate in the stories in the of Lech Lechon is Damasek Eliezer. Avram Avinu had a slave but for some reason, he was not able to grasp the importance of the Avram of Vinu conclusions about things. He was able to serve Avram. He was able to take part in the Avram of Vinu scene. He was able even to look for a, a wife for his son, but he could not be the child that they were looking for. The child that they were looking for was Yitzchak. Because Yitzchak accepted with perfect uh, acceptance whatever God told Avram Avinu. So when Avram Avinu was told by God, take your son and sacrifice him, Yitzchak, upon realizing that that's what's happening, didn't run away. But he accepted that, uh, that obligation. If that's what God wanted of Abraham, then that's what God wants of me. That was Yitzchak, and that's why they had to have Sarah and Abraham had to have a child that was uh, that met up with that challenge, with that level of challenge. So Lot, uh, I think, literally is a kind of uh, a kind of introduction to the continuing story. Like Lot, he lived with Abraham. He was brought to Eretz Canaan by Abraham. He was in the family. Biologically, he was part of the family. But he didn't get it. He didn't get it. What he wanted was an inheritance now. That's how he looked at it. He wanted land. He wanted property. He wanted to be, he wanted to be rich and, and comfortable. But he didn't get what Abraham Avinu was about. And because he didn't get what Abraham was about, we can't get an introduction, an introduction to the story of Abraham and Yitzchak, and the story of Abraham and Yitzchak is the perfect result. Yitzchak was perfect in in every way. In every way, he didn't. Uh, uh, he had no qualms about accepting direction or directives from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So this idea that you have at the beginning of the Parish of Lech Lecha, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avraham Avinu, do what you are going to do, but do it as a command from God, right? Do what you're going to do, meaning go to Eretz Kanan That was Terech's idea, Terech the idolater. But you, Avraham you could turn it into a mitzvah. You could turn what you want to do into a mitzvah, and that was the great. That's why Avraham Avinu is introduced to us. <coughs> Avraham Avinu is introduced as Lech Lecha, Me'artzicha, as the introduction. I mean, can we say something nice about Avraham Avinu as an introduction to Lech Lecha? We could say Avraham Avinu, great understanding, great knowledge, great philosopher, great thinker, great a great person. Okay, you could say something. by Yom Hashem, El Abraham. Lech lecha. Ooh, that sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? Sounds like a little, uh, as though Avraham Avinu did something wrong and he's getting punished. But it seems to me that what the Torah is saying is that you, Avraham Avinu, can turn everything into a mitzvah. You don't need the mitzvahs yet. That your children are going to need, your grandchildren are going to need the Torah. But you don't need that because you can make everything... You could turn everything into the voice of God, the demand of God, and that's what lech lecha means. For your good, it's for your good because it enables you. It enables you to create a situation where you are always following God's directive. And you know the Chazal say, the say that uh, the Avos kept all of the mitzvot. You know, Chazal, they sometimes say things are a little hard to understand. They, they almost kept all the, what do you mean they kept all the mitzvot? We know that they didn't keep any mitzvot. There were no mitzvot. There were no mitzvot. But it is possible for people to say, people even today, but you know, not so common, what would God want me to do? What would God want me to do? I'll have a crisis, I'll have a situation, I'll have a question. What is it that I'm supposed to do? And that was what the Avot were able to do. The Avot were able to look around and see what God wanted in every situation and act accordingly. And that's why Chazal said that the Avos kept all of the taryag Mitzvot. How did they keep them? Because they always took the path of the mitzvah. They always took the, the they took the way of the mitzvah. So when Baruch, when the parasha begins, mm-hmm. what the Torah is saying is, you could take a prosaic act by going from Ur Kastin to Canaan, led by uh, led by Terach, or you could go from Haran to Eretz Canaan led by Avram Avinu. They look the same, but they're radically different. And that difference is the Yisod, the foundation of Am Yisrael. Okay, have a good Shabbos.